Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Mark Joseph, who's the founder of Dollar Days International, co-founder of babyboomer.org, and author of over 100 articles and various books. Welcome to the show, Mark. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's pretty exciting to have someone on the show who's been a leader in so many areas in for-profit, non-profit, big companies, small companies, and you You've led over 500 retail stores and thousands of people in, in various different ways. Tell me a little bit, why do you think you have succeeded so much in so many different aspects of leadership? I think I like to look at it if why have we failed? If you're an entrepreneur, in today's world in small businesses, 50% of small businesses fail within the first five years. That's a very humbling and scary number. I mean, you look to somebody sitting next to you, one of the two, you're going to fail. You know, what what causes those failures and, and how do we learn from those failures? Because when, when I created Dollar Days, where we became the premier business to business site on the internet, where we sold in case quantity to small businesses all around the world, shipping in all 50 states around 40 foreign countries. Our customer base were the moms and the pops who are surviving and thriving against the chains. So that gave us a real insight into why do 50% of them fail and but 50% make it. And when you take a look at it, 42% of the businesses that fail do that because they don't have a market for the products or services that they came up with. In other words, entrepreneurs are very optimistic people. They usually think that they've invented or have the greatest things since sliced bread. But if they don't have the right product and are not focusing it on the right market, it's not going to sell. And so that's one reason why small businesses fail is they just don't have the right product where they think they do. So obviously in a case like that, you want to do as much market research and testing before you invest your whole life into something that, you know, you may like, but mm -hmm. other people don't. I mean, I learned that when early on in my career, I was a buyer in department stores and off-price stores. And I learned very quickly that I needed to buy from my customers, not what I really liked mm -hmm. many times, because that's one of the reasons, that's 42% of the reasons why small businesses fail. 29% of the reasons that small businesses fail is they don't have enough capital or money to keep up with in the beginning. So if any of your listeners are thinking about opening up a small business, or becoming an entrepreneur, they have got to go into it with the idea that they're not going to have sales for six months. And so how are you going to experience and keep your business going if you don't have the money to pay for all that? So don't even think about opening up a business unless you've got at least enough cash in the bank to last six months because you got to assume you're not going to have any sales as you start to roll out your business. And 23% of businesses fail, and I think we are all guilty of this, is because because we have poor teamwork and poor communications. One of the things that, that entrepreneurs need to realize and keep in the back of their mind, we all as entrepreneurs think we know it all. Well, you don't. You know, there's your blind spot. There are so many things in life and about business that you don't know that you've got to kind of back off and find the right people to know. Realize that you're not always the smartest guy in the room. You've got to find other smart people to surround yourself with. And using me as an example, I like sales and marketing, but I do not like accounting. If you stick me in a room for eight hours with a spreadsheet, I will go nuts and probably not get a lot done. So I have to realize as my blind spot, and the reason again, why most of these as a companies fail is you've got to admit that there's some things you're not strong at. You've got to hire the right people to do that. So in my case, I've got to find someone who loves accounting, who really gets into spreadsheets because I let them do their day doing that while I can spend my day doing things that I love. So keep in mind, 
that you've got to surround yourself with the people that are better than you are and smarter than you are in many of the aspects of running a business. And then you've got to realize that the idea may be your idea, but you've got to communicate it. You've got to get other people involved and have the passion you have as an entrepreneur to go out there and succeed in your mission. So I think you need to take a look at why do small businesses fail to kind of figure out what are you going to do to make them succeed? Yeah. So you yourself went from being an employee to an employer. How did you learn about your own blind spots? Well, the interesting thing, you know, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My Both of my parents' families and their fathers, they were all entrepreneurs. They weren't corporate guys. But when I started off, I wanted to really see what the corporate world was like. So that's why I spent the early part of my career in corporate America. And finally, I realized as I was uh, involved with these big uh, major retail chains that I do want to be an entrepreneur. It's in my roots. So that's kind of the evolution of my career is I got on entrepreneur and then a couple generations of my family. I tried the corporate world and I said, eh, I think I like the entrepreneur world. I like uh, taking responsibility for what I do. And so that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. And is that what inspired also your book called The Secrets of Retailing or How to Beat Walmart? What inspired that book was, again, going back to the company that we were talking about earlier, where we became premier supplier for small and mom, pop, mom and pop businesses, entrepreneurs who instead of starting out. What happened was I was getting about 30 calls a week from different customers of ours asking, what do you do in this situation? How do you do this? So I figured, ah, I'll write a book on it. So the book is a 15 chapter book and each chapter addresses something else that you need to open and run a business. For instance, how do you hire your people? Where do you find your location? How do you find your suppliers? What do you decide to sell? What kind of marketing are you going to do online? What kind of marketing are you going to do offline? And then the final chapter is the exit strategy of how do you sell your business? How do you get out of it once you build it up to success? So that was the inspiration of my first book of The Secrets of Retailing, How to Beat Walmart. Wow. Well, I can already then tell that everyone should read that book since it has tons of leadership tips in there on how to make it as an entrepreneur. So who mentored you or did you figure it all out along the way or did people give you feedback about how you were as a leader? Well, it's interesting, you know, you go back to, I guess my first mentors were my dad and my grandfather, okay? but then I got into the corporate world and I was very lucky. I went to a school called Miami of Ohio in Oxford, Ohio. And like my dad. To, yeah. And it happened to be one of the top retailing schools in the country. So the, all the major retailers around the country were recruiting there. And I ended up in Miami, Florida with a company called Berdines, which is federated, which is now Macy's. And it happened that in this group, the management was just outstanding. They had the top retailers in the countries were attracted to this company. And so they were my mentors. They're the ones that taught me the day in, day out way of running a business and growing a business. Because the key was growing a business. The idea was how many department stores can we open and how fast can we open? And so those were my real mentors. We were all building a business and trying to grow it as fast as I can. And so I would say that's where I really learned the, the basis of, of retailing. And is that also maybe what then inspired you to start the nonprofit called Baby Boomers so that they can mentor other people? Oh, babyboomer.org is our newest venture. We have uh, close to 400 contributors who are sending in all kinds of information. 
The reason that we put together the site is the baby boomer generation is as diverse as the ones before it, the ones after it. I mean, if you talk to the baby boomers, we're as politically diverse as any generation in this country. We are religiously as diverse as they are. We ideas diverse. But the one thing the baby boomers have in common is a shared experience. We all grew up, you know, the baby boomer years are from 1946 to 64. So it's 18 years. So it's a couple decades that are involved here. We've got this whole experience that we went to. Because don't forget, when we were growing up, there were only three television stations. We all had landlines. So we all had this communication that was pretty consistent throughout the country. We all went through the, all the Kennedy's assassinations, Martin Luther King's assassinations. We were there for the landing on the moon. You know, we were there when birth control started to really roll out and become widespread. We were there for Vietnam. You know, we were there for the riots in the streets in the late 60s. We had the music. Music brings us all together, whether it's Elvis or the Beach Boys or the Beatles or Three Dog Nights or the Supremes. You know, we were there for the movies as a, as a group, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, the Animal House, Star Wars, The Godfather. These are all the shared experiences this generation has. And so we wanted to bring together these shared experiences because as we grow older, we have new shared experiences. You know, we're into travel. So we've got whole sections on travel. We're into pickleball, all sports kinds of sections on the site. We all have to deal with dementia in our family, with Alzheimer's, all kinds of medical issues that, that we've got information on. So there's all kinds of things that we can bring together for baby boomers that are in one place where they can find information. You know, we were putting together the best podcasts around the world, the best blogs, the best, everything to do with the baby boomer generation. And that's why we developed the site, because we want to make sure that we're sharing the experience and we all have someplace to go that we can figure out where we are today and where we're going tomorrow. Well, I'm glad you started it and I'm glad you reached out to me as well to be a contributor of your site. It sounds to me like you continue to contribute and lead in many different ways. So I am curious regarding hiring people. It seems like a lot of organizations right now are struggling on how to hire and keep people. Was that also taught to you or did you use a tool or how did you learn how to hire the right people and keep them? You learn by a mistake. Mistakes. Just like as we get older, we get smarter. We learn by how we made mistakes early on. When you hire people, you have to make sure that they believe in your passion. Because whether you're an entrepreneur or a major business owner, you've got to have a passion for what you're doing. So you want to find those people that believe in the passion. The other thing you have to do is be fair. You know, everybody wants to be successful. You know, this is America. We want to all make sure that all of us have comfortable lives. So then we hit our baby boomer ages, that we can enjoy the travel, we can enjoy the pickleball and don't have to worry about working. But, all, you know, interestingly enough, there are still 12 million businesses that are owned by baby boomers. So baby boomers are still a major factor in the movement of business in this country. So that's another thing we talk about is what do you do with those businesses? You know, how do you, how do you pass them on or, or don't pass yeah, them? Yeah. You know, so, so there's all kinds of questions. That, well, I'm glad you brought that up. So you're also baby boomer. And, and what are you doing for succession planning? with your your companies? Well, what's interesting about having families is I, I've got uh, four kids and six grandkids and all my four kids are completely different. Nobody followed in the footsteps of their mother or me. They're all doing their own thing and that's the way it should be. So, so do you groom leaders then to take over your spot? You have to. And you, you can identify them. You can see who comes to work every morning with a smile on their face and a passion for the business. Those are the ones you want to groom to take over your business. 
businesses, those that care about taking care of your customers. I mean, everything goes back to your customers. Uh, if you don't treat them well, you don't, you don't provide the right services or the right products for them, you're going to lose them. So you never lose focus of trying to make sure you're in the minds of where are your customers going to be tomorrow. And what was the aha moment for you when you were like, oh, I need to change this as a leader or what I'm doing is not working as a leader? Uh, I think when I probably had about four managers walk out on us okay. and say, hey, we don't believe in what you're doing anymore. You know, and you have to say, okay, this is, it's not a democracy, but still it's got to be able to work for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's uh, when, when your people tell you you're wrong, you got to listen. And so when, when they did that, what did you realize that was missing that, that they hadn't been heard or? I realized that I got to have more meetings. <laughs> I've got to, we got to get together more. This is uh, yeah, we, we have to talk things over more. This is not a oh. dictatorship. Yeah. yeah, this is America. Any, anybody can leave anytime they want. Okay. Well, then you've been through a lot. Do you have a tip or two for new leaders on how to make it through crisis? Just remember to always keep your eyes open. You are not the smartest person in the world, although you think you are. You may not be the smartest person in the room because you don't have all the experiences and all of the technical ability. Yeah. Like, for instance, my latest project, it's a, it's a major website. You asked me to code. I don't know how to code. I couldn't write a website. So I have to surround myself with people that understand how websites work. You know, just admit that. Admit that you don't know everything and find the people who can really help you. So in crisis, don't do it alone and don't think you know it all, but ask for help. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Well, if people want to know more about you, I know they can go to dollardays.com and babyboomers.org. Or have them go to my personal site, which is gramsjeffrey.com. My latest book is a children's book called I Don't Want to Turn Three. And there's a whole site. There's two sites. There's I Don't Want to Turn Three.com and gramsjeffrey, G-R-A-M-P-S-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y.com. That's my pen name for my children's book. It's got all kinds of great information too. Great. So thanks for adding that piece. I'm curious, what inspired you to write that book? At three years old is when we really see toddlers starting to ask questions. You know, the question I have is at what age do you begin to take responsibility for your actions? Is it three years old? Is it 13? Is it 23? You know, I've got plenty of baby boomers who are 63 that still don't take responsibility for their <laughs> actions. And so that's what this book's about is when does a toddler understand the difference between me and us and when do they start to learn or when do we start to learn to take responsibility for actions? Wow. Well, again, I love all your jewels of leadership tips and how to take responsibility for your life and being an entrepreneur. So thanks again for sharing your wisdom on this show. Great. Thank you. 